Welcome to Children of Zion Chats. My name is April and I'm your host. And today I have a very special friend and guest, Robbie. Hey, April. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to talk to you again. Yes, yeah, so great to have you. Thank you for being a guest on the show. And I'm super excited to just chat and uh, talk a little bit about your testimony and all of that good stuff. Me too. I'm excited about this day. <laughs> yeah, um, Ravi and I met, I think it was very briefly though, uh, we went to an evangelism school in 2018, which was super, super powerful. But um, we've never really talked in depth about his testimony and everything. But I've seen some of your posts on Facebook and just been very intrigued. Um, so I'm excited, like I said, to chat with you today. Me too. Yeah, I'm, there's a lot to my testimony. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ramble on about, Bob, but there's a lot to it, and I'm just excited to share, share with you and everybody some of my testimony. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and jump in if if you don't mind, and just talk about whatever's on your heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met you at the school, Reinhard Bonnke School of Evangelism three years ago. Yeah, and it's been a long journey. Um, the last three years especially has been amazing since that that life-changing evangelism school, you know. But um, it didn't always start there. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, I, I pretty much grew up a lot of, with um, some of my Native American heritage, you know, just some of that ideology and um i actually well, I, I actually turned to the the occult and like like i had a fa- i had a abnormal fascination with ghosts and the supernatural and the unexplained and the occult from a very young age and um it started with horror movies actually yeah. um, my mom um took me to see this movie halloween i was like only like four five years old oh and, my god uh, yeah, so yeah, I was excited. You were little. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just remember. I still actually remember that that time. Um, I, I I even remember that far back. I was actually so scared that during during one of those scenes that my mom had to take me in the back, like in like away from the screen. I screamed like a bunch of other people did, and she didn't want me to see what was the the rest of that movie but it some something happened with that where i had a just a weird abnormal fascination with horror movies and just that stuff from an early age yeah and, yeah and, then, and you said it it took you into so from the from that age how did it how did it get into the occult how did you go from you know, watching a horror movie and, and then it just drifting further off. Um, my grandmother had MTV, so I, I pretty much my parents, they they were fighting and they were struggling to in their own lives. So they had passed me off to my grandmother on many weekends, mm-hmm. MTV. So I was pretty much watching outside of school. I was watching MTV and I got, exposed to music like Ozzy Osbourne and Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and um, all kinds of like heavy metal and even some punk rock, just some occultic stuff like videos on there. And it made me like Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast and 
Ozzy Osbourne, like Speak of the Devil, and all these other stuff he was about. It fascinated me. So, and then Motley Crue out with this album, Shout the Devil, had pentagrams and had all kinds of in a music. It had some really satanic imagery and sounds and songs, and it just fascinated me. I mean, it's it's just crazy how the devil just kind of took me in that part of my life at such an So um, was there a turning point for you where you knew you just needed change and needed to turn towards Jesus? Yeah, um, it was when I was 22 years old. Um, by, by after high school, um, it, I really came to a place emotionally where I just hated the world. I hated, I didn't believe that God existed or Jesus existed. I actually became a little bit of a militant atheist. I hated Christians. I didn't want anybody to tell me about Jesus. I didn't want to watch anything to do with Christianity or anything. You know, I just, uh, but even though my mentality was like that, um, the alcohol, pot smoking, going to concerts or bars, drinking, being a jerk, and being with the people I was with, nothing, I mean nothing, nothing could satisfy me. I just had this void in my heart, and um, nothing could fill it. So I made a challenge to God at age 22. It was the spring of 1996. I remember weeping in my bed one night, and I said, I basically made a challenge to God, like, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. Wow. If you're, if you're even real, just show yourself to me because I don't want to live in this misery and this pain anymore. Wow. So I actually did this for, I'd say, I'd say about two months, two, yeah, about two months. Every night, no matter what I did that night, whether I was out in a bar drinking and being a, a pain and just a, being a punk to people or going to a concert, getting wasted or getting high or whatever, it seemed like every night I said, God, where are you? Do you even care about me? Do you exist? So this went on for about months, maybe a little bit over two months. But one night I did this, and I kid you not, and I tell this to everybody when I share my testimony. Um, I felt a supernatural love. I felt a peace and just an acceptance in my bedroom that night. I, I, I knew that was God. I just felt it was just a supernatural love and just this peace come into my room. And I started weeping tears of just, it's like God was there hugging me and embracing me. Thank you, Jesus. So that really, that was a spark right there. And like that weekend, that, that night and afterwards, like I need to go to church. I knew the road I was going down, it's going to, I'm either going to be, in jail, I'm going to be in a mental institution where I'm going to be dead if I go down the track, the, the path I was going. So I'm like, I need to go to church. I didn't know what church would accept me because I had long hair and I had had a bandana back of my, I had baggy pants and I just, <laughs> I, I was like, look like a street thug. You know? <laughs> so, that was the style back then though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. A little bit, yep. So and yeah, Jinko jeans. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. That was one. That was me. 
I had a pair of those, I think, or silver jeans, silver jeans. I can't remember. I cannot believe I'm remembering all of that. <laughs> That's been a long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and I had a big, big motorcycle chain wallet too. That I was like, who's going to accept me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I happen to know about a church in Tulsa. They were pioneering this actually. Um, there, there's a come as you are church. They actually paved the way for churches today to where you just come in as you as, you know just as you are and stuff so I, I heard about this church called guts it's called guts church and um and basically their model is come as you are and um so i go in there and um i was like acting mr tough guy mr mad dog you know I'm like um so i'm like checking it out in the back and the ushers were like hey man you want to Grab a seat. I'm like, no, man, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine right back here. You know, I was in a very bad, you know, I was out of school, you know. So um, I just remember there's all these young people in the back and they had bleachers in this church. It's, it's, it's odd. So you have like, like, like a stadium kind of bleachers, wooden bleachers in, in a church. Young people sitting there and they were looking at me and I saw the love of Jesus on them. It really convicted me. Mm. I was so used to being judged. And rejected, but I saw the love of Jesus on these young people, and that convicted me. So they convinced me to stay, and um, I didn't give my life to the Lord that night. But I got convicted. I'm like, I knew I should have went to the to the altar that night, and um, I actually called that that church's hotline every day. Like, I need to talk to somebody. I need to talk about to them about Jesus and about what's going on in my life. So they they gave my number to one of their their counselors. Or that week and and I told him man dude I don't know I'm like I'm going through all this and this is my life but something about church that Sunday I want to know more about Jesus you know so he invited me to come an hour before service that Sunday and his name was Daryl and um, he talked to me and um, he invited me to sit up in front with his family and I got saved that night it was just this is not a native church this is a it's a predominantly white church and I had so much fear and anger and, you know, from the, the prejudice and the stuff I went through as a kid. But here I am getting, getting, getting counseled by a white man and then a white pastor and they're all accepting me in this church and I got saved and I got pretty much before Brownsville, they were my church. They discipled me and they loved me into the kingdom and started flourishing and, <laughs> That was June, yeah, June ninety, June third, nineteen ninety six, when I got saved. Come on, so so good. It's so amazing that, like you said, they just said, "Come how, however you are. It doesn't yes. matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you're wearing, what you, your ethnicity, your background, nothing." And that's true Christianity. It's yes, thing we should mm-hmm. all embody. And I'm learning also, you know. But yeah to embrace people from all walks. And I think that's what's coming. Don't you feel that in this next, I know there's an awakening and we're all talking about it and we all feel this verge of an awakening coming. And I feel that's, that's what it's going to be. Just come as you are. Yes. And, um, yeah, yeah. especially with native people, um, we're starting to see there's, it seems like there's been so much of a, an, exclusion and just a, just a, the deletion of native people in the in the American church but now we're starting to see 
other people coming together. Like we, we want to see the native people be who they are in Christ. And you're seeing non-native people reaching out to, to my people and like, Hey, we want to reconcile and we want to, what can we do to mend the wounds of the past? And so we're starting to see the native people come to, to the, to, up to the American church and American Christianity too, alongside everybody else as well. And yeah, you're right. Just, just, it's, it's an exciting time to be in where we are as, as a, as a body of Christ, as a church. Yes. Very exciting. And you, you mentioned Brownsville and I've seen some of your posts and I'm so intrigued by it. My sister went briefly. I was, um, I'm a few years, a couple years younger than her. So I think I was 14 at the time when she, she visited, she didn't go to the school or anything. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't formally invited to go. She went with an older friend and I believe she was only planning to go for a day or two and they ended up staying way longer. And she Mm -hmm. came back and was telling me of all the things, amazing things that was going on there. And I wish, um, I would have had the opportunity to go, but, um, and now I'm hearing and seeing, you know, your pictures and everything of all the stories of what God did there. It's just so intriguing. You want to talk a little bit about Brownsville? Sure. Um, yeah. Um, well, I knew a lot of teenage um, friends from um, Guts Church and um, one of my, my best friend at the time, my little sister, Jamie, she's like, Hey, we're going, I know some people that are, that are going to Brownsville on our spring break and you want to come? Like I, I really was more, I never been to Florida before to be honest with you. I was like, yeah, sure. But I was more like, Hey, Florida beach more than I was <laughs> Brownsville revival. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, so yeah, yeah, sure. You know how much, you know, like I think it's a hundred dollars a person or whatever. I'm like, sure. I can afford that. Um, so, so we went with this group of, um, other people that my friend Jamie knew and you know what's funny about it is like here I was long hair had glasses looked like that heavy metal dude I brought she brought my guitar and all these kids and all the adults that were sponsoring trip were all they look all preppy and they look all <laughs> prim and pop like, who are these who are these people man like what am I doing the right thing you know That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. so I was kind of like kind of like a little bit standoffish at first, but they, they, they were curious about me too. The native, the long haired native guy, black sunglasses. And they actually, this day, man, I'm just like, man, they were so sweet and they were trying to get to know me. And so they actually helped break the walls down during, on the way down there, the trip. But well, as for Brownsville, I've never experienced, like, I know I was having, amazing time at my church but i did not i did not expect what i expect at brownsville like it was like the first service like steve hill preached um preached you know repentance and holiness and stuff and i actually went to the altar and wept and repented because i was doing great with the lord but i wasn't i wouldn't say i had true repentance i was still living in sin like i'd wa- i still watch radar movies with my friends or i still left with girls at church and I'd still listen to some secular music and I didn't feel convicted by it. But when I went to Brownsville that first night, Steve was just straight on repentance, you know, about, about, um, <clears throat> if there's, it, uh, 
there's so much to that, that what he said just like really just convicted me and I went to altar crying. So I did that. And at the end, he's like, we're going to pray for folks. If you want to touch from God, if you want more Jesus, stick around, you know, so we're all going to pray for you. The prayer team's going to pray for you. We're going to be praying for you. So I'm like, sure, you know, and, um, but I was seeing people fall down, you know, shaking under the power and being slain spirit and stuff. I was freaked out by it. Like, no, that's not going to be me. You know, like I, I wanted Jesus. I like, I was just seeing people all around me, like flipping, flopping in the floor, like a fish. And so I'm like, no, that's, I don't want that. You know, I, I just want Jesus. So ironically, I got prayer. It wasn't Steve Hill or John Kilpatrick or Dr. Michael Brown that prayed for me. The the, the people in the, po- in the in the pulpit that prayed for me. It was the prayer team people. So, uh, to make a long story short, they had my my youth group had to carry me to the vans. Wow. I, yeah, they. I actually end up waking up in a Denny's next to my best friend. They're all eating, and I woke up in Denny's and like, what am I doing here? They said, you were out, man. We had to carry you to the van. So God did something amazing in my life that that trip, and um, I'm like, this was a it was a presence of God. All I could feel was like, all I can describe it as it was electricity. I mean, it was like there's it was a it was like a physical thing, not as well as a spiritual thing. You know, like I never, I think God just like got my attention. Like I'm more real than you even realize, and um, that changed my life. So on the trip back. We're all, all of us young people were excited and got really touched by God. So on the way back, back to Tulsa from Brownsville that Sunday, our, we had two vans and SUV as um, we're pretty much carpooling back and forth. So we're on the way back home to Tulsa. And um, some of us in our, in our van were fighting and bickering and stuff. So we decided to say, hey, we're all fighting and we're all, we're all just bickering here and arguing stuff. Let's, let's, let's come against the devil. Let's fight against this, you know, and let's pray against this. So we all in our van started praying against the strife and just all this anger and just the argument and stuff. And um, so something happened while we were praying, like we were just praying against it. all of a sudden, like we just kept praying. It kept getting more intense. Like people started getting, some of the young people started getting the intercession and really just like the spirit just started, just, just came down in a mighty way in our van. And, um, so it just kept getting more intense, more deeper. And, um, so our, our driver, um, Dave, who is a very conservative Christian, he didn't, he didn't believe in the, in the, you know, shaking and stuff mm-hmm. like that either. But funny thing is like, um, he was saying that, I need to pull over. I'm feeling the Holy spirit here and it's overwhelming me. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, he, so, you know, it's something, something real and true when Dave is like feeling the Holy spirit and it's overwhelming him and stuff. So we had walkie talkies that, Hey, Dave is we're, we're, something in the Holy spirit has happened mightily in our van. We need to pull over. Dave is about to fall out in the spirit, you know, so we need to pull over as soon as possible. So we decided to pull over in the next exit and it was in Clarksville, Arkansas and it's in a sit-go station. And for like three or four hours, we were all over that, 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 uh, sit-go gas station, um, on, in a parking lot. Just, wow. just, it was like an explosion of the Holy spirit and stuff. And 
when when all of us were out there in intercession, wailing, crying, and shaking under the power, and and just slaying the spirit, and just sprawled all over that parking lot. People got scared. Like <laughs> there was people going in for just for gas or just things at that gas station. They they people peeled out and got freaked out, and then the gas station owner was like looking at looking at us from the window like bewildered like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) so i guess somebody called the police on us and the police showed up and they're like bewildered what's going on you know and um and so they they asked um, the gas station owner what's going on you know like you want us and end up being like do you want us we if you want we can kick these people off but the gas station owner said no I don't want to bother the big man upstairs. They can stay. They're do- they're not they're causing no harm and wow. they're okay. So police are shaking their heads and they leave and we're there for it was almost like midnight before we actually left. But um so it was it changed our lives. It changed my life, it changed our youth group's lives and stuff. So at the end the gas station attendant was like, Hey, I gotta go, but you know, you guys are welcome to stay. So he let us he actually, we let him in, in salvation. He we he let all of us go in there and pray for him. Oh come on! Let him salvation. He said, "That's wonderful, guys. I'm, uh, I feel different." And he's like, "Thank you guys for being here. You guys are welcome to stay. I'm I'm, I'm closing up and closing down for a night. But you guys are however long you feel like you need to stay, just stay and stuff." So, so we were there till midnight, and we had to get the kids back. Because spring break's over now. They had to go back to school the, the next morning. So we're like two and a half hours away, two, two and a half hours away from Tulsa and Clarksville, Arkansas. So we got our bearings and I think we packed up and finally left. We're all back to ourselves around midnight. And <laughs> we didn't get back home to Tulsa till like after two in the morning. And some of the parents were mad. They didn't understand the Holy Spirit, how he works. But um, all those kids were rocked. I mean, we were, I've never been the same since. And we actually, a revival, a youth revival happened from from that that trip wow. to, to, to Brownsville and other trips to Brownsville afterwards. And actually a youth revival happened in, in within our group. We had to have, when we only had five Friday night prayer meetings, we had a Saturday night evangelism worship night where the kids would invite their unsaved friends to come and they'd get saved and they'd invite their unsaved friends and they get saved. And it was it, our, our church here in Tulsa birth was birthed from, from that, from that youth, youth, youth revival and just the things that happened and stuff. And, we're smaller now, but we're still going because of what God did in our lives. And I went to the school ministry, and um, I just got rocked, man. Just it, I, the reason why I'm on fire for God now is because of just the just the tangible, just the the real reality of His presence was there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it it was real. I love that so much. You you. That was a golden nugget right there. The reality of his presence. Yeah, the, the presence of the Lord was so heavy and just so real on some of those revival services that 
if it was it felt like you were on holy ground that you had to take off your shoes and it was mm. it was that that just heavy at times it's just like it's hard to describe it to people that's never maybe ever experienced just his realness just his presence like that but i i mean it, it's changed my life even in hard times you remember just him being there where you where he was there so real that you could it's like he was right in front of your face like you could just talk to him one-on-one -on -one right there and he'll and you hear his voice clearly that's that's how real it is it's just that's the best i can just describe it that you're here oh my gosh you're here i feel jesus right now as you're talking about it um would you say it sounds like his glory uh his his just his manifest glory because you're saying you took off your shoes and it was it's like it's so thick you can't move right yes it's manifest yes. glory yes oh my gosh that's why i i'm puzzled by usually people that 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 say bad things about brownsville or the toronto Toronto blessing or other revivals there they have been part most likely they have never been there because if if you've actually been there and you're open to spirit you would have thought totally different because it was it was there's nothing fake about it of course there's no perfect revivals but it was I I mean it was so real even at the school ministry even at the Browns Revival School Ministry there are times during class where the Holy Spirit would just interrupt class and you just felt his, just his love, just his presence there. And it's just, it's, it's hard to describe to people when he's just there, when you don't want, when you really can't say words, like all you can do is just raise your hands and just love on him and just be in his presence. Thank you, Lord. Oh my gosh, we just, Jesus, we ask you to do it again. <laughs> yes. Lord, we just yeah. pray. You just, we just thank you for what you've already done. We just ask you, Lord, to yes. do it again. Just come yes. in a fresh new way, Lord. We're so hungry for you. I feel hunger stirring as you're talking. Um, yes. So, Lord, we just ask you to yes. stir up hunger for our listeners, Lord. Yes. God, for your manifest glory, Lord, for your presence, yes. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, make, it, Jesus. make yourself real just like you did in my life 25 years ago and what you did at Brownsville and you did at the school ministry, Lord Jesus. And what you're doing now, Lord Jesus, you're real. You're, your presence is so precious. Yes. You're so glorious. And we just pray that for our churches here in America. We, we pray for that people are listening, Father God, that you just that you just make yourself so real Jesus to them. It's you're not a fantasy, you're not a fable. You are real. You're here. Yes. You're here right now, Father God. Thank you, Lord. You're here, Jesus. Touch people's lives out there. Heal, heal people, Father God, that are sick right now. People that are oppressed. People that are tormented and bound. We Father God, we pray for freedom yes. to the captives in Jesus' name or over everybody that's listening right now. Father God, we just thank you so much that you're doing a fresh new thing even now here in America and all over the world, Father God, that you are here, that you are 
that you are here in glory. You are here in power and you are here in love yes. in the midst of us, Father God. Thank you that we're going to see a move of God, Father God, as we're seeing it right now, Father God. The beginnings of just a, the, this, this great, mighty move and harvest of people into the kingdom, Father God. And this great move of, of miracles and signs and wonders and healing and deliverance, Father God, that we've never so thank you so much, Robbie, man. Um, I've yes. really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you a little bit better. I did want to ask you, mm-hmm. um, I, I believe you're called um, mostly as an evangelist, right? Because I've seen um, some of your posts also about some upcoming events and stuff that you have. So um, yeah, yeah. It, if it's okay, I would love to share those in our um, in a link underneath the podcast so people would know how to reach out to you. Okay, or- yeah stuff like that yeah um after christful nations boot camp um god really opened up a, a lot of doors all over america and even the world and stuff um come back from tanzania in september and it was amazing we saw hundreds of thousands of people saved and people healed and set free so right now god's opened up a lot of doors not just native american reservations that's gonna i'm gonna go in montana at the end of june for for four or five days with two other evangelists and we got an open door and on some of the reservations on Montana to preach the gospel and share the gospel with people. And, but we're going to begin pretty much the whole month of June. I'm going to be in the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to fly out to Portland, Oregon, I think on June the 4th. And then for three or four days, we're going to do pretty much one-on-one air, like a, open air preaching and the inner cities, the inner city areas and the tent, the homeless tent, the homeless tent, um, um, cities in Portland. I mean, this is this hardcore evangelism. We're just, just three of us that we're just feel led to bring the Holy spirit to people that are hurting to a dark place. And then we're going to be there for three or four days and then, or drive from Portland, do that for three or four days. And then we'll go to, we're going to go to Seattle for three or four days, do the same thing, go to the inner city areas, some of the streets, some rough streets, and then some of the homeless places that that we're aware of up there. And for three or four days, pick up where we left off in Portland and do it in Seattle. And then and after that, we're going to Tacoma. We're hooking up with a church there. And um, we're going to, we're actually probably going to, we're going to do that one-on-one and open air at on the streets and at the homeless homeless um, tent places but also the church that we're working with he's going to look into having a see about a permit to where we're bringing a pa system to see if we can set up in a park set up our pa system to do open air preaching just where where the people are and stuff so we're looking into that but we're also going to be working with that church to where Whoever wants to be trained up to do evangelism, we're going to go in there and teach them practical, personal evangelism tools to people, and we're going to take them out with us on the streets. So that's the first two weeks in June. And then we're going to go from Washington to, um, I think it's a Ten Commandments Park. Um, it's some national park up there. We're hooked up with a guy there. And uh, I think for six days, he we got... I think we got access to to set up our PA system there 
to do open air to the tourists. So we'll, I think we're going to do that for five or six days at, um, I think it's called a 10 commandments park or something, but I think yeah. we, I think we got open door for that. And, um, then we're going to hit Montana for that last week of June. So all of June, we're going to do just all through the Pacific Northwest and the reservations. We're going to do just, just hardcore evangelism. <laughs> so, so good. As we're closing out, would you, would you mind to say a prayer for all of our listeners to whatever God lays on your heart and honor you so much. And so glad um, we were able to chat and get to know each other a little bit better and um, I'm going to be praying for your journey and everything that the Lord is doing. It sound, it's, sounds so exciting and just praising Jesus for all the open doors and everything that he's doing and for your testimony. And there's so much more to come. So um, love and honor you. But would you mind to say your prayer to just kind of close this out in the podcast? Sure. Thank you okay. so much. April. Yeah. Thank you. Oh God, we just lift you up right now. We just thank you for this day that you made. Rejoice and be glad in the day she made before us. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of healing. Today is a day for deliverance of the captives, Father God. And we pray that for every single person out there, Father God. That knowledge bless them, Father God, with provision, Father God, and abundance in their lives. Father God, we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you just make yourself real. You know, it's the it's the a mighty way. And every single person that's listening today, Father God, just as you've done in me in the past 25 years, Father, we pray, Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, touch lives. We just pray for healing. We declare healing in bodies in Jesus' name. We declare healing in hearts and emotions in people today in Jesus' name, Father God. I just pray, Father God, just and we just declare, Father God, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and people's lives here, Father God, today, Father God. Thank you so much for this life that you've given us, Father God. We just pray and declare it over people today in Jesus' name, your presence. We pray dreams and visions, Father God. Yes, Lord. We declare an encounter, a mighty encounter in people's lives. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, over people, people that are hurting, people that, may have gone dry and and just going through the motions now, Father. We pray for refreshing. We pray for renewal in the Spirit in their lives in Jesus' name, Father God. We declare renewal and revival, Father God, just an awakening in their, in their hearts and in their souls and in their spirit in Jesus' name of your presence, of your love, of your peace. Yes, in our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. We just clear it. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys um, for listening, and we hope you've experienced God's love, joy, and rest in this message. And thank you again so much, Robbie. Until next time. Thank you, Amber. Thanks. Mm-hmm.